0: That's a big deal. So again, welcome everyone to the Dean Luggy Show here on Dog Posts. Lots of uh, things to discuss. Did the committee get it right? Did they not get it right? You know the whole you know the whole thing. Uh, I think they got it wrong. Uh, a lot of different reasons. Well, no, you know what? One basic reason. If this is about putting the best four teams <clears throat> into the playoff, that goal was not accomplished today. Um, a lot of people would think that I'm going to run down Oklahoma. My issue really is more with Notre Dame than anyone else. Um, I think Georgia's better than Notre Dame. I think that's clear. I think Oklahoma's better than Notre Dame. I'm not so sure Ohio State isn't better than Notre Dame. Uh, and then you've got, you know, what you saw last night. And um, it it does kind of get draining for the rules to change consistently, last year <clears throat> this this uh, was about not you know excuse me was had nothing to do with winning a conference championship. Uh, today, I, I'll be honest, I had a hard time understanding where the committee chair was coming from with his sort of discussion of it. If you if you turn on the t- uh, this basically was about did you beat every team on your schedule or not? And uh the truth of the matter is that Georgia had to beat Alabama, and everybody else didn't and um you know and Georgia had to, and Alabama had to beat Georgia, and they did uh, by the skin of their teeth so that's what this has become. I think the unfortunate thing is going to be that the rules next year will be completely different too and that's that's the part that for me, it's just disingenuous. It's hard to really understand. Um, you know, you you hear Heather Denich, who I, I don't I don't know, um, and she's talking about non-conference schedule for Georgia. Um, I, I I'm just saying this off the top of my head. I, I'm not sure who Oklahoma played out of conference, but um, it. <sighs> Army, I guess that's better than Georgia Tech. I'm not sure. Georgia didn't go to overtime with Army. I mean, excuse me, with Georgia Tech. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, UCLA sucks to uh, schedule them as something that you tr- you try to do that because you're um, trying to effectively schedule appropriately. If you're Oklahoma, problem for them is you know again UCLA sucks. So your win there doesn't really do anything for you. Obviously, Florida Atlantic is is terrible and you went to uh, overtime with an Army team uh, that you have no business going to overtime with. Um, and I, I can go on and on, but if you want to look at Notre Dame, uh, that's, to me, almost even worse than Oklahoma. Um, the um, barely beating uh, barely beating Ball State, I mean, that's just inexcusable. Having to hold on to beat USC. Having to hold on to beat Pittsburgh. These are bad teams. Having to escape Vanderbilt at home. Um, I'm assuming Notre Dame's best win is over Michigan, um, which was 13 weeks ago. And, you know, it, it, it still matters. It does. But tell me on this schedule who Georgia would lose to. USC, Syracuse, Florida State, Northwestern, Navy, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, stanford wake forest vanderbilt ball state michigan would they lose to michigan i mean i don't think they would would notre dame beat kentucky probably would they beat alabama no would they beat uh, lsu probably not would they beat florida would they beat south carolina probably you know would they beat auburn i, I don't know maybe probably but you know all these hypotheticals are because you've gotten to the stage here where um, what really should be reality is just being skipped anymore. You know, last year I thought Alabama was better than Ohio State and deserved to get in. They got in. This year, I think Georgia is better, certainly than Notre Dame. I think they're probably better than Oklahoma. Las Vegas feels that way. Georgia just didn't win every single game they play. Well, it's uh, if it's excuse me, every team they play they didn't defeat, which they, that did happen last year. If that's what the rules are, then let's let's understand that, configure the schedules pr- appropriately, make Clemson play someone legitimate in a conference championship game, make uh, make uh, Ohio State do the same thing. Um, that's the aggravating thing I think for most Georgia people is you're you're really with a straight face going to sit there and tell the world. That these conference championship games are all created equal. Because they're not. And I think for the... I say this all for the kids more than the fans. I mean, these kids... Those locker rooms after the game are horrible. I mean, they're just brutal to, to take in. It's tough to watch the kids suffer. It really is. It's hard to know what to ask them. I mean, you could... What are you really supposed to say when something devastating has happened like that to a kid that young? I mean, no one's died or anything like that, but these kids put a lot of effort and heart, time, etc., into it. And uh, their path was just more difficult than anyone else's, period. And it just means, really, that you have to be undefeated. But I'll, I'll tell you this, by God, if Georgia and Alabama are undefeated next year, I don't care what happens in that game, they both should go in the playoff, period. Because there's, I mean, there's just no reasonable explanation for Georgia who's lost, um, you know, four games in the last however many games to be left out of a, uh, to be left out of this thing. Um, it's it's amazing, frankly. It, it really is. I, I don't know what to say other than that. I mean, if Georgia has some of the schedule that these other guys did, they, they would... You know the likelihood of them being undefeated. There's just no doubt. And would Clemson have been left out last night if they had lost, or do they get a mulligan too? Um, I, I don't know. That's the that's the part to me that is so uh, utterly ridiculous. Is that the the rules are different, the situations different all the time, and uh, that's that's something this sport has got to clean up. I, there's tons of passion. Um, I make a living off the passion. But we've got to get to the point here where this stuff makes sense. Um, we've, got to make, we've got to get to the point where it makes sense. I don't really think you can say that tonight. And probably one of the best two teams in the country is not playing for the national championship now as a result of it. If you don't think Georgia is one of the best two teams, I would imagine you would think they're one of the best three teams or four teams. Um, and if you don't think that, then I just disagree with you and you're wrong. Georgia will play Texas in the 2019 Sugar Bowl. It's the 85th version of this game. These two have not played since uh, 19 excuse me since the 1984 Cotton Bowl on January 2nd, if I'm not mistaken, uh, where Georgia beat the Horns 10 to 9 on sort of a just a wild finish to a game that was miserably cold, raining. Uh, Texas saw their national championship fall apart at their in their own backyard in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl, the old Cotton Bowl. Uh, probably a horrible feeling for Texas. It would be the equivalent of Georgia losing the national championship, I guess, in Jacksonville or Atlanta. Just not what you want. Those those if you hear those dings, those are people signing up for dog post. Why have you not signed up for dog post? D a w g p o s t dot com. It's the place to be for Georgia Talk, insider access, recruiting, level-headed discussion of the dogs. You're not going to see people run down Jake Fromm and Justin Fields for just no reason at all. Let's talk about Kirby's uh, decision to, uh, to punt there, to not punt there, excuse me, uh, late in the game. Uh, you know, I would have punted it. I would have. Um, I I knew someone was going to do a fake at some stage between Georgia and Bama. uh, I would have punted it. I will say this, and I don't know if this was very clear on television. Georgia's defense was completely exhausted at the end of that game. That's the difference between Alabama and Georgia right now. And that's the difference between Alabama and anybody else. I, I do still think that Oklahoma, Clemson, maybe could beat Alabama. And when I say maybe, I mean maybe. But they just, neither of them have, I mean, Oklahoma's defense is horrible. So they will not be able to stop Alabama. But you do wonder if what Georgia did to Tua is now the new formula. I mean, who has stopped Tua in his in his career? Georgia, that's it. So is it just Georgia and Kirby and them scheming it up? Was it the players Georgia's got? I'm not sure. But um I I I just don't know. I think Clemson and Oklahoma can win those games. I'm not sure. Um, I will have to believe it to see it, see it to believe it, uh, for those two teams to win. I think if if Alabama was going to lose, it was probably last night, and it was probably just as soon as as, as, uh, Rodrigo missed that kick, um, Georgia's chances really uh, went downhill. Now, you can take that as me trying to, uh, you know, Say something bad about Rodrigo. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not running down any of these kids, man. They played like champions last night. They did. Every 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 kid on that field, Alabama, Georgia, whoever. I mean, they were balling out, all of them. It was an exceptionally good game. Um and I I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about plays in the game. You know, the the fake punt. Again, I would have kicked it. I see where Kirby's coming from, but now it's a thing. Um, not that he cares, but you know, fourth and eleven was more my issue than going for it. I, I, I don't. I don't think at the end of the day, it necessarily cost them the game. I think if you want to pick out any play, you could do that. Um, and that's what happened and happens in these big games. I'm not even going to discuss the lack of um, penalties on Alabama. There's just no point. I think you, if you've been watching these on YouTube, uh, listening on iTunes, or you know the various platforms by which you can consume Dog posts, um, you know, you know what I've been saying, which is that you're just you're just not going to get calls against Alabama. If Oklahoma thinks they're going to get calls. And maybe Oklahoma will because it will not be an SEC officiating crew. But if you think you're going to get calls against Alabama, you are completely fooling yourself. It's not going to happen. It will not happen. You have to know that going in. The holds, the just mysterious pass interference penalty on Eric Stokes, the uh, obvious late hit out of bounds. I mean, I don't think it's that... There's like this conspiracy. I'm not that guy. I just think it's it's ingrained in the league or the officials in this league, uh, or officials generally speaking. They're just not going to do it. Maybe they think, hey, this is a big game. We're not going to call holding on anybody. Uh, I don't remember Georgia getting called holding for. I just don't see how you miss that personal foul call. Um, you know, does that make a difference in the at the end of the game? I don't know, but you you you. You have to wonder why these things are not getting called at the end of the day. I mean, you're getting a lot of Duke calls, getting a lot of North Carolina calls, and um, you know, the Michael Jordan calls. I, I don't know. And um, I think one day Georgia will benefit from that, I guess. But two games in a row, you've had some curious now last year was far worse, but you've had some curious calls and and in tight games you're gonna see that and and, and hear that and you know from people um it sounds like excuse making and that's fine you know if you want to call it that that's fine but that's not really what that was for me i'm i'm just curious i'm curious about two things today number one more importantly what in the hell is the real parameter by which the committee is choosing these teams if it is that you are undefeated we need to know that and teams like alabama shouldn't be getting in last year i mean that's you know if that's what this is and you know then again they were i guess the best one loss team I I d I don't know. I after a while I don't know. And, and and every year it's a different thing. You know, it's a it's a different you know, and we, we know that the number four team can win the national championship. We just saw that a year ago. This isn't this isn't like the NCAA basketball where literally every team has the ability to win their conference tournament and play their way in. Um that's not all created equal either. Like you know, for instance, Georgia State's ability to get into the NCAA basketball tournament is not at all the same as Georgia's, just because of the league they play in. In this case, the league Georgia plays in, I mean, it's detrimental. It was detrimental this year. It wasn't detrimental last year, but they won the league. And it seems like the only the only time I can remember, and people can correct me, I'm just going off memory here. In 2011, non-SEC champion Alabama gets in. They play for the national championship. That gave us this playoff. Last year, non-SEC champion, non-division win, uh, Alabama gets in, wins the national championship. Are the rules different when Alabama is the team? I mean, I, I don't think so because Nebraska has has gone and played for the national championship without winning their conference. I just, I just, please quit saying it's the best four teams because it's not. It's not the best four teams. It, it's just not. So please quit saying that. That's not what this is. This is the um, the conferences leaning on one another, saying this is probably the Big 12, the Big 10, and the Pac-12 leaning on the league saying, look, we're not going to have two SEC teams in there again. We don't care. This is our pie. We're organizing this too. Oklahoma's in. Because you know it just that's that's i think what it is that's not a conspiracy theory that's just a like a you know working or a thinking man's explanation of what happened cuz i i don't think you can i mean you know you lose the spot to Notre Dame <clears throat> if Notre Dame has a loss Georgia probably plays in the national championship uh for some but not all these conferences are created equal we've seen Clemson lose i think this is the first this is is this this is the this is the second time they've been undefeated and gone into the playoff they lost in the national championship, but they have twice lost and gotten in they've lost to some bad teams and gotten in um can we really say Georgia lost to a bad team this year? I mean both the teams they lost to are top ten teams. who's Clemson's best win? I'm asking who is their best win Is it number nineteen texas a m or number twenty syracuse um who is uh, Notre Dame's best win? Michigan, I guess. Who's their Who's their other best win? Southern Cal. I mean, I I'm, I don't know. Oklahoma's best win is Texas, and then they also have the win over West Virginia. I think the case for Oklahoma is uh, compelling. It's not overwhelming by any stretch, uh, um, you know. So, and the, at the end of the day, you can say, Hey, you know, all you gotta do is go win your conference. That's true. That's totally true. But if this, as soon as that, you know, by the way, that doesn't guarantee anything. Ask Ohio State, ask UW, and ask, you know, whoever else from last year. That doesn't guarantee anything. So um, I, I just think we need to figure out what the real rules are. We need to understand completely what reality is. It is not the best four teams. If it were the best four teams, it would be Georgia. Kirk Street is not a moron. He knows what he's talking about. It was pretty clear yesterday. You know, Kirk Herbstreet, David Pollack, even Jesse Palmer decided to get on the train. You know, Joey Galloway, I don't know what his deal is with Georgia. I don't know if he still thinks Michigan's better than Georgia. Um, I, I don't know. I I, I I just don't know sometimes with some of these guys. It's just uh I, I don't know if they watch the games or not. But um at least he didn't make the case that Ohio State should have gotten in and Georgia shouldn't have. I mean, that would have been insane. But uh, you know, back to the fake punt. I don't like it because of the length of the um, of the try. Um, I don't hate the fake punt. That I don't like the 11 yards. Kirby is correct. It was there. It looked like to me. But the backer got out there pretty quick. You could still call timeout, Justin. You know, it might have been too late to call a timeout by the time they um, they wanted it. But, but if that's the case, twice in that game on special teams, they had clock management issues. Because Rodrigo told me after the game that they felt rushed. Um, and uh, they probably should have... He didn't say they probably should have taken a five-yard penalty, but he said they should not have taken a, a timeout. And they should have just waited, which sort of indicates to me that you got a timeout. The good thing is, too, man, you know, these kids, they... They get up there, or they, they're in the locker room after the game. It's uncomfortable for everyone, needless to say. And, um, guys like Rodrigo really, uh, owned it. They did. I've not seen Jake Fromm that upset, uh, in my time at Georgia. I, I only saw him play at Houston a couple of times. He was pretty upset last night, for sure. And he only, at the podium, he only had one question. Um, and I think it was about the fake punt, but, um, I think this is one more recruiting class, maybe two, away from closing these games out. You know, in 2012, that was about Georgia's elite players playing elite the entire time and their depth catching up to them and them coming barely close, painfully close. Uh, Last night, or excuse me, 2016 was again, you saw the depth of Alabama. There's not a lot of teams more talented than Georgia. Uh, Alabama is at least as talented, if not slightly more talented. But they're (laughs) they're both in the same neighborhood. And last night was seeing that something that's three years into it and something that's had five full recruiting cycles. You lose Jonathan Ledbetter, who is just a hell of a player, a kid who has turned his life around. Uh, You lose DeAndre uh, Walker, who has grown up, well, between him and Ledbetter, they do, the that duo has grown up more than anybody I think, and you lose DeAndre Baker, so you lose three, you know guys off that defense who are damn good. DeAndre Walker um, may not be a super high-level NFL pick. Same thing for Ludbetter, but they'll get drafted. Baker will go in the first round for sure, um, but. But but Ledbetter and DeAndre have been the heart, I mean, certainly Ledbetter, uh, of this team. I mean, you know Lamont Galliard, I mean the, you got a lot of guys. And those are the last guys of the Ricked, you know, era, the Ricked world. Um Kirby's narrowly lost a couple of national championships. I mean, you know, last night wasn't the national championship, but I really, I'm having a hard time figuring out how someone else besides Georgia can beat Alabama. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, for, you know, being a Georgia guy and all that stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying if you, if you just watch the lines, um, it's going to be tough for Oklahoma to stop Alabama, Clemson. Um, just might not match up well with Alabama in the way that they did a couple of years ago with Deshaun. That may be what that is more than anything else. I, I give Notre Dame no shot. I mean, the only way that they advance to the cost championship game is if Dabo screws it up. And he shows every, you know, every year that he is more than willing to screw up a game. He hasn't done that yet this year. Um, but I just – can't see that. I think it should be. I mean, it shouldn't be Alabama and Clemson. Uh, Alabama and Clemson, but it will be. And um, you know, it, it's hard. And and then you're going to hear the narrative of this Clemson Alabama thing. And you know, Clemson better keep it close because that 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 narrative's gotten old too. Like I gotta say that narrative has definitely gotten old for sure. Bank South. Wonderful! One, our wonderful sponsor. They've really been awesome. As a Georgia fan, you know how important a uh, good performance is to reaching an overall goal. Bank South is no different. That's why Bank South designed an all-new checking account that performs for you to help you reach your financial goals. Open an interest bearing performance checking account at Bank South today and let your money perform for you. Visit BankSouth.com today for more information. Bank South is a Georgia-based community bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Uh, Georgia-based company, for sure. Bank South's in your community. It's a it's a community-based bank that can do, you know, real-deal business stuff, too, for the record. Um, it's They've been great to us, and we really appreciate them. This is the focus for December. We'll talk about the horns in the future as well. Uh, number one thing is closing out this class. There's not a lot of guys that Georgia's fighting Alabama for, or with, or however you put that. Uh, this could wind up being a special class again. um, It it definitely could. And uh, we'll just have to see how Georgia closes um, from here on out. Uh, There are some guys out there that I did not anticipate that they would be uh, kind of uh, after or legitimately after, I guess you could say, who are also looking at them. Uh, But... Again, this is a um, this is an important time for this class. And they've got some guys on the hook that they may be able to close with that I did not expect. Uh, number two, obviously, get ready for Texas. Georgia may practice once or twice this week, may not. I, I don't know, but um, they will probably start practice for this uh, Sugar Bowl uh more on the 16th or so. That's typically when finals are completely over. And I, I think these guys will be ready and looking forward. There's not every day you can compete for a, a legitimate bowl game championship. Uh, the Sugar Ball is a big deal. It's a big deal period. And uh anyone who thinks it's not a big deal is nuts. Uh, That you're not playing in the National Championship semifinals is understood. But this is a huge deal. There's not a lot of years that you get a chance to win the Sugar Bowl. Uh, You know, Kirby Smart, in theory, could spend two of his first three years at Georgia winning the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl. Now, there's only a few more other bowls to collect along the way to sweeping all of them. You know, Georgia is one of the few schools in the country who's won every major bowl. Uh, in fact, I'm not sure if there's a – there might not be. For a long time, it was just Georgia, I think, and maybe one other school. But uh, the Sugar Bowl is a huge deal. It's a massive part of the, the ethos that is Georgia National Championship you've won there. You've won conference – first SEC school to, to uh, represent the conference in the Sugar Bowl's agreement. Uh, after the seventy-sixth season, if my math is correct, played Pittsburgh, tried to stop and win the national championship. There's a guy named Tony 20, 20 Dorsett who was a little bit too much for them. Sugar Bowl is a great event. I have done the Sugar Bowl. This will be my fourth Sugar Bowl in eighteen years. It's a pretty good record for the dogs, actually, right there. But um, yeah, look, it's a big deal game. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I think it's too bad they are not playing in the Orange Bowl or the Cotton Bowl. But it, this is a huge game. It's also interesting that Alabama said, you know what, Clemson, you're going to Dallas. I thought that was kind of funny myself. Uh, I mean, it was mainly to avoid Oklahoma having all their people there, but that that really was funny. Um, and then last here from Bank South, our friends at Bank South, the past is the past. You, you, cannot con- you know, can't control what happened yesterday. Now uh, that is easier said than done, not just for people as old as I am. But certainly for the kids who um, really gave their heart and soul out there, you know, not not just the Alabama kids, but the kids from Georgia. Jr. Um, Reed played great. Uh, there were a lot of really good, you know, plays last night from everybody, and it's uh, it's tough. It's crushing. It's not a good feel um, the Georgia fans probably 65 or 70 percent of that crowd last night which is also telling you something um, it's it's hard to see the light after days like last night and um, it's also um, naive to think that uh, Georgia won't be playing for and winning national championships again soon they're just they're just too good. Now that Alabama is around, only speaks to this, and I'll talk about this more in the future. I mean, you're just gonna have to beat Alabama. You're not just gonna have to beat them. You're just gonna have to drive a a, a stake through their heart because otherwise they're not gonna die. And then this, you, you can't wait around for Nick Saban to retire. You gotta do it while he's there. You gotta do it next year. Um, and look, if this, it, I don't know that this is true, but if this is the worst Georgia team that Kirby will have, which which is possible, um, then folks better look out because they controlled that game. And what cost it was the depth at the end. Um, Yeah, I'd look out if I were everybody else. You've been listening to the Dean Leggy Show. Go on over to dogpost.com right now. You can read a lot of the information we've got. There's going to be plenty of information coming out soon. $2 for two months. $2 for two months. Dogpost.com. Why aren't you going there right now to sign up? Thank you for joining me tonight. This has been the Dean Legge Show, presented by Bank South.